happening? Oh my god. Can you hear when I sniffle? Because I'm a sniffle queen. You know what? We welcome all sniffles around here. I'm a sniffly queen too. <laughs> sniffles around here. I'm a sniffly queen too. <laughs> Could you hear that? Because I just all snifflers are well. You're talking. No, it's not bad. Okay, good. <laughs> just lean back when you got a sniff. Hi, and welcome to the podcast where we put pros over bros. I'm Keely, and I'm going to let the rest of my gal pals introduce themselves. Hey, everybody. I'm Jessica. I'm Allie. Hey, I'm Brianna. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. So this is our bird podcast, y'all. We're so excited to be able to do this and chat with all of you bookies out there about books that you are reading um, and hopefully steer you in direction to read books that we like. So anyway. I know. I'm so excited. I've been waiting months for this. Yes, 100%. I'm so excited. We've been doing this for literally over a year now, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had a book club. We were so exclusive, though, and now we're just welcoming (laughs) in the entire world. Yeah, did we start in January of last year? We did. We we technically talked to each other at the very beginning of January. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, our first book was... January 2nd, I think, was the day that we read our, yeah, had our first thing because I was at Sam's parents' house. Yeah, so we're so well versed. Us. Us. Mm-hmm. We know what we're talking about. We read. <laughs> we read. <laughs> so, should we talk about maybe like where we're located right now? Because we all live oh, in yeah. very different places. Sure. We're not uh, together. <laughs> so, we all met in college in Texas. And I, and I forced them all to be my besties. She's not and wrong. It wasn't it wasn't a hard forcing for me. Same. Um, <laughs> um, but we all met in college in Texas, and I still live in the town where we went to college. Called? Oh, I was gonna, you know, be mysterious, but it's in Abilene, so it's like a small town in West-ish mm-hmm. Texas. Ooh, my big husband and our two dogs. They have beautiful sunsets. <laughs> Shut <up>. Honestly, though, <laughs> yeah, you can't beat an Abilene sunset. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's me, <laughs> my husband, and our two dogs, and we're just living life. Yeah, so I'll go next. Not that anyone told me to. Um, but I live in Fort Worth with myself and two beautiful roommates. So I will be forcing them to listen to this. So, hey, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out the other Jessica and Kate. Yeah, <laughs> the queens. Um, I'm Allie. I live in Denver, Colorado. That's new to me. Got a new job, so moved up here with my fiance, and we're getting married soon, so yay. Yes, Allie is going to be Hey! Oh, and then I'm (laughs) so cute. I am in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, Yeah, so I live here with my husband. She's the coolest one out of all of us. No, not, not not at all. Agreed. But me and my hubby live here. He goes to school, and we have a little black cat named Mac. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, who is being Mr. Mary Mac. He likes to try to come in on the podcast, so you might hear him. Yeah, (laughs) you may hear me yelling. It's not at you all. This is a safe space for cats and dogs. Very true. Very true. All All right. right, Should we we dive in? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll introduce the book. 
um, yeah. tell you what it is, author, and give a little synopsis. So the book that I chose um, was All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony, Anthony Dewar. Is that how y'all pronounced it? Dewar? Doer? I don't know. I, yeah, I never have said it. it out loud. Mm-hmm. In my head, it was Dewar. I, okay, I said Dewar too, which preface, we're going to probably say a lot of names in this book wrong. At least I am. So just. Yeah. Dewar. And also to preface, preface, we did talk about talking through the names before we got started, but we didn't. So <laughs> yeah, we're just Happy. all realizing that right now. Stay tuned with us as we figure the names out. Ali's going to tell us the truth. I Google well, translated some of them. So I got us on some of them. I took okay, so we're going to figure oh, out I the I definitely two. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but this was no. Keely's pick, so she's gonna be kind of leading our discussion today. She's the boss, the boss babe. Yeah, yeah. Keely's so bossy. <laughs> Out of the four, <laughs> yeah, I'm the most bossy. <laughs> yeah, you are, hundred percent. I'm actually the most quiet. But anyway, so this is great for me that I'm starting this off first. I love it. It's great. <laughs> All right. So book synopsis. I'm gonna start off with reading. Let's see, what is this like? four paragraphs, but they're short paragraphs to give you a little idea of what the book uh, is all about. So Anthony Dewar's All the Light We Cannot See tells the story of two teenagers during World War II, one a blind girl in Nazi-occupied France, the other a German orphan boy um, pressed into service by the Nazi army. So Marie Laura Leblanc. Lore. 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 I Google. Knew I was going to do that. Marie Lore. <laughs> LeBlanc. Uh-huh. If it helps, so, I was guessing the same thing, Keely. Okay, because I was like, R-E. Uh, okay, anyway, so. Right. <laughs> my girl Marie, she evacuates Paris with her father after he is entrusted with a valuable diamond named the Sea of Flames. They escape to her great uncle Etienne's. Mm-hmm. Correct me. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, her great uncle Etienne's house in Saint-Malo, where her father is arrested. Is that right, Allie St. Malo? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you said a yeah. restaurant. Right? Okay, I'm just yeah. going to keep going until somebody corrects me. Yeah, you're doing So great. they end up in St. Malo, right. So her father is arrested. Marie Lar becomes part of the French resistance effort. She and Etienne use his contraband radio to broadcast information to the Allies. Meanwhile, a brilliant German boy named Werner Fennig seems doomed to spend his life in a coal mine. I see you, Allie. (laughs) (laughs) But instead receives an invitation to a Nazi school. Leaving behind his sister, Werner sacrifices everything he believes in to determine or to pursue his dream of becoming a scientist. Werner is pressed into military service and becomes part of a team assigned with the mission of locating and destroying anti-German radio broadcasts. While Werner is in St. Malo hunting Marie's uh, radio broadcasts, Allied bombers attack the city. In separate locations, both Werner and Marie are trapped. Eventually, Marie broadcasts, eventually Marie's bro- broadcasts save Werner's life, and in return, he finds her and saves her from a German officer who is prepared to kill her in his search for the Sea of Flames diamond. So that's Ooh. the bulk of the book. Okay, wait. So are we committing to Werner and not Werner? Yeah, so it is Werner and it's Fig. Okay, and Fig. it's um Ma- uh Marie Lore was how the audiobook pronounced okay. it. I don't know why, okay. but I like Marie. So if we want to say I will be committing Marie. to Marie Lore. 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I did I figure it was Werner because in German, W's are the V sound. Mm-hmm. But I just wasn't sure if we were going to commit yeah. to that. So in my head, while I was reading, I was like flip-flopping between Werner and Werner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got pretty confusing. I did that at the beginning of the book. I was like, just commit to one or the other, Keely. <laughs> well, I didn't even think of anything until I decided, oh, I'm on a long drive. I should get the audiobook. And then I was like, oh, I've messed up every single thing possible because I didn't use my brain. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Brianna, you're muted. Sorry, guys. I committed to <laughs> Werner, but that's mainly because Legally Blonde. His name's Werner. <laughs> I'm just so glad you unmuted to say that. (laughs) That was so insightful. Okay, so now that we know what we're talking about and we have a little idea of how the book went, which if you're listening to this, you have read the book. But now we're going to give our overall thoughts of the book. Um, We'll go one by one and just kind of explain, you know, how we felt about it. Did we enjoy it? Did we not? Um, Go through how many stars we gave it um, out of five. Um, and we do do decimals, but then we kind of like round for Goodreads measure, right? Some people do decimals. Come on. Yeah. So, some of us split on that. Allie split gave like a point three last book. So <laughs> Brianna and I stick to full numbers for like Goodreads purposes. Full numbers, mathematical. Um, yeah. So in, yeah. 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 So yeah. we'll give our stars and and then some other yeah. ratings. Totally. Um, I don't want to go first. So okay, hey, take it away, Allie. Okay. Um, okay, so my thoughts on the book. I liked it. Um, I this is not a genre I normally read. Um, I like vibes and no thoughts, and this book definitely requires a little bit more thinking. I also struggled with like von Rumpel. I can't even remember their names, and Volkheimer. Like I struggled, mm-hmm. and the other the doctor, I like couldn't keep them straight in my brain for the longest time. So I was like, who is this person again? Because I always totally. remembered Volkheimer as the giant, and so I just forgot he had a name. So I was always trying to figure out who it was. Um, yeah. So it required more thinking than my little brain liked, but I did really enjoy the book. Um, I just didn't love the ending. I am a happy ending kind of gal. I love happily ever after. So I know this is more realistic fiction and uh, uh, historical fiction. So Mm. it's not going to be happy because this is not a happy subject. But still, that's what my heart craves. I did like it. Um, So I gave it a four stars on Goodreads. But I would say 3.7 just because the ending crushed me. Mm -hmm. So... Okay. Rounds up to four. Do you want to explain like what four stars means to you? Yeah. So four stars means I liked the book. I would not have ever thought of like stopping the book at any point. It was really enjoyable. It was easy for me to get through. I think I read this in like three or four days. Um, And it makes me excited. So if someone tells me, oh, I like historical fiction, a four star book is a book that I would recommend to someone else um but it is it is a big one so unless you tell me you like historical fiction and long books i probably won't say anything yeah so oops sorry totally <laughs> um, well, i'll go next <clears throat> so i was so bored with this book for so long until i like started to actually finally get into it and I don't remember which percent it was. 
at, but I remember it was whenever um, Marie Lore was hiding, and then she heard somebody like trip the the bell wire. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah, and. She was like, somebody's here. And then it was like, boom, next section immediately jumped back in time. Then I was like, okay, well, now I have to finish it because I need this girl to live or I'm just going to be so mad. <laughs> Which, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't read, she lived. Um, <laughs> but like like I said, I was just so bored for so long. And there was just a lot of details that like I appreciated on one hand because it helped with the imagery. But it was also kind of too much for me like it was just like it wasn't enough story and it was too much just like this little detail that I just didn't really care too much about Mm um so that's kind of how I felt about that and I did like the really short chapters I love that because it made it feel easier to read 530 pages when they were that short Mm -hmm. and I did like how it was jumping back Um, between like the two different points of view but I didn't necessarily like the timeline I wanted it to be just like chronological I think that would have made me like the story a little bit more Um, yeah I feel like it's hard when it's jumping between POVs and timelines yeah Mm -hmm. and then you throw in the random ones like it was mostly between Werner and Marie Lore but it wasn't then you get like Always. Von Rumpel and then Volkheimer and Yuda. You get her dad at one point. Like very, mm-hmm. very yeah. little, but yeah. still random. Yeah. So I would say this is a generous three star for me. Mm-hmm. It's really like I've been like teetering between two and three. I liked it. But like I said, because it took so long for me to get into it, it's just a little disappointing. So I hate doing decimals. And so I'm saying it was a three, but. Like I said, that's being generous. And for me, like five stars mean like means like I love the book. I didn't want to put it down. I enjoyed it. Four stars is like I still liked it, but I had like lots of questions at the end, or there were like some plot holes. But three stars is like I was really bored. It took me a long time to get into it. I still have questions, things like that. And honestly, I've never read a two star or one star book. So when I get there, I'll let you guys know. But <laughs> I can give you recommendations. like i said it's kind of teetering between two and three but i'm not saying 2.5 because that's for not me (laughs) totally (laughs) okay i'll go next yeah so i would echo the same sentiments that have already been spoken i thought the book was fine i i really wanted to love this book I've only read one other historical fiction, like in World War II time, that I just died for. I thought it was so good. Codename Helene, highly recommend. So I was expecting to love this one in the same ways. Um, I didn't at all. I did think it was extremely slow. I didn't like the the dot the Sea of Flames diamond Mm -hmm. i thought that entire storyline was so strange to me and i think that this book does a really good job of portraying the effects of the war on the communities like for example saint malo how they would have days without electricity days without water those are things that i'm sure i was taught in school but i just don't actively think about that when i think about the holocaust and 
you know, you just don't, I don't think about the ramifications for those that were not <clears throat> Jewish. So mm-hmm. I really did think that was valuable. I thought the storyline of Marie Lore being maligned was really interesting. Um, like it was definitely an interesting added element, but I thought this whole diamond action was too much. So for me, I gave it three stars. Um, so for me, one star means didn't finish it. I've never had a one star. Um, two stars means finished it, didn't like it at all. Three stars means finished it, liked it, didn't love it. Four stars, liked it a lot. Maybe even loved it, but it wasn't a perfect book. And then five stars means it was just so good and I could see myself reading it again someday. So a lot of the times I will recommend four star books to people because I really enjoyed it. Um, But I really won't often recommend a three star book. So this one was three stars for me. I think if I had to really give it a decimal, I might say 3.3. Like it was a little better than just a plain old three, but that's where I stand. Um, Keely, before you go, I want to mention, like, Jesse, you mentioned Codename Helene. <clears throat> no, like, there's going to be no spoilers here. Everyone should read that book. It's so good. But uh, this book did kind of remind me format-wise of that book. But I just thought the author of Codename Helene did that format better. Yeah, and just for the listener's perspective, Codename Helene did pop back and forth in time. But it only had, or it primarily had one POV. It's very yeah. seldom mm-hmm. that they incorporated another pov yeah and it was pretty some... clear when they made that switch too yeah yeah cool well, i'll go <clears throat> i feel like i'm in the minority maybe not al's kind of on the same page as i am i am so close to giving it five stars but like after hearing y'all kind of like go through the things that you didn't love i was kind of reminded like early on how, how much i struggled it's a very dense book <laughs> both like in length like brianna mentioned like it's 530 pages i'm not a girl who reads that long of a book and yet i picked it for whatever reason (laughs) but it's dense like physically and then it's also just dense like it's very descriptive very like trying to get you to imagine what's going on which i think is really really great but it takes some additional effort on the reader's part to kind of like okay i gotta really pay attention to this otherwise i might miss something and being someone who hasn't been an avid reader their whole life and is like just now trying to like get into it, like I struggled and I was like having a hard time with like keeping focus. Like not to say that it was boring, it was just a lot to take in for me. So like the first half, I would say it was like that. And then it really picked up and I started to like, you know, get through it a lot faster because I think I was just more focused and also it was just more interesting. That being said, the later half of it like made up for how much I struggled in the beginning because I think I understood that what kind of effort it took to read this book. And I also just like learned to appreciate how descriptive it was, albeit sometimes a little too much, like Brianna said. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm very close to five stars, but I've gone back and forth between four and five. I was at like 4.5, but I'm going to go down to a four just because the beginning I struggled quite a bit, but I still really, really enjoyed this book. Like the ending, I was like, oh my God, I I really liked the ending. I thought it was simple. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's a sad book, but I thought the ending was just like, like I could picture it as a movie in my head. Like 
it just like fades out to like Marie like sitting there and watching on the street or whatever it is. So anyway, <clears throat> love this book. Mm-hmm. That was great. Oh, how I typically award, which I'm not as uh, specific as y'all <laughs> because I don't read a lot, but one, I've never given a one. So we're not even going to get into that. Um, I wouldn't award something a one because I would never have finished the book in the first place. But I guess that makes sense. Like, like Jess, you said, like you give ones to books you don't finish. Twos are finished it, but question why I finished it. Threes are, <laughs> um, threes. I gave, I think I gave a three to one Colleen Hoover book a couple of months ago because it was like, yeah, it's entertaining. Like I'll finish it because I like Colleen Hoover, but uh, it wasn't that like great. Like it, there was nothing that was like really pulling me to the book. Four yeah, we got is... big pushback on that three. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> we got big pushback on that three. It was a hot topic oh, issue that, on that Instagram. Of, yeah, no, that book was basic AF, okay? <laughs> I mean, Colleen Hoover is that way, but like that book in particular, I was like, whatever. Like, so Allie it. and I will probably love it if it's basic. Y'all oh, probably, yeah. yeah, y'all will like it. It's a, it's a romantic Your book. three stars are our five stars and our three stars are y'all's <laughs> five stars. <laughs> Where's the cheese? <laughs> it was so freaking cheesy to me. Oh, but, like, beautiful. Was, Brianna, we got this. And then four is like, I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it. And then five is like perfect book, little to no complaint. So I've only given one five star. Ooh. Oh, I do give stingy five stars. I give a lot of fives. I give fives if I feel like I had, like I read it really fast. I was just, it was great. Like you flew maybe it's it, yeah. not. Yeah. Like I go on vibes. And so my totally. four stars are a huge category. And then I, I do have a lot of two stars and because um, I sometimes read spicy books and they have no plot. So then they get a two star. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out real quick, like when Keely says she's not a reader, it's worth noting she's not really being dramatic. Like we have dragged her along for this experience with, <laughs> with us because we're obsessed yeah. with her. Um, but when I asked her what her goal for this year was, she said 12, which is literally just if she read the book club book every month. Mm-hmm. So if, that which if, if you do that, Keely, we're proud. Yeah, we're proud. We're happy to have you. I need to have connection. a well-rounded perspective here. Um, okay, cool. So now we give it our stars. Do we want to go through our other criteria or other categories? What do we want to yeah. call them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keely, do you want to describe that a little or? Yeah, I mean, and y'all obviously chime in because some of these were, this is kind of a mix of like everybody's ideas mm-hmm. put in together. So if I miss something, like tell me. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six categories. So six categories. First is spice. So obviously how mama is it? How sexy is it? Smutty. The only the only spice in this book is the fact that they had children. <laughs> Don't tell you anything <laughs> about it. They said They're penis like, once. Oh, she had kids. Oh yeah, yeah. they did about that. But that's not spice. So, <laughs> no, not spice. So spice and then laughs. So how comical was it? Tears. How sad was it? A mystery. Self-explanatory. How mysterious was it? Cheese. How corny. Like how cheesy. How corny was it? And then the last one is predictability. So how how much of it, do, like, could you determine what the outcome was? Like, did you call it before the ending came? Like, did you know it was going to happen? That sort of thing. Yeah, so we'll just it. give kind of ratings out of five for each of these categories. 
for every book. We'll post it on the Instagram. So anytime you're wanting to recommend one of our books to your friend, you can say like, oh, it's kind of medium spicy or it's a tearjerker or whatever we decide. Mm -hmm. Um, Just kind of for a frame of reference. And then it'll also be posted on our Goodreads, which is coming soon. Check the Instagram to see if it's been created yet and follow us if it has. Um, okay, stay tuned. Yeah. Okay, so do we, do we want to go like one category? Everybody gives their ratings and then another category and then everybody yeah. gives their ratings? Okay. Or do we just want to do one group rating? Like just agree, just on, agree on one number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Unless we have okay. big disagreements, but I feel like we're going to be okay. So yeah. spice, well, I mean, none. Yeah, I would say I would zero. Say this wasn't spicy. As an avid spice fan, this is not. Like it's not a romance. Yeah. Book, so no. It's not. It's not, it's not even a one. Yeah. It's a zero. Yeah. It's a zero, zero spice. No chili peppers. No peppers at all. No peppers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Laughs. I didn't laugh a single. I didn't. <laughs> it's I didn't a really here. No, it's a serious oh, book. It's dramatic. Yeah. yeah. It's. Yeah. I think I chuckled yeah. once, like with her, like she made some comment to her great uncle. And that was mm-hmm. kind of silly, but like, yeah, I was just kind of like, eh. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, that's it. but it would change perspectives and point of view and like location so fast that you're like, oh, that was kind of cute. Mari Lore, like, oh, just kidding. We're back and they're oh. getting starved and like beaten right now. Like the, oh. the, the kids at the school, like they had like no. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. like getting beaten and like having to run and like, yeah, it was rough. So I was like, no, tears. Okay. How sad. So I didn't shed a single, but I would say like two tears, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. It was less, less of less. It was less of a tearjerker and more of just like shocking. Mm-hmm. Oh no, there were some parts that were really sad, like Frederick. That yeah. was so sad. Yeah, really I think it sad. Would have- Gone but it wasn't necessarily like tear jerker because it was just like this happened and then it was here. Well, but I yeah. think the tears category just isn't necessarily like actually tears. It's also right. Just, no, yeah, I, I, like, I do it too. I'm just saying like oh, okay. it was less tear jerker more. Mm-hmm. I think Got it would have gotten more tears if it would have been descriptive of the sad things. But a lot of times it just was like this happened and then it's like moving on. So you didn't so really have descriptive a lot of, time of to the process. mundane, not of the sad. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. And I think that's why it was hard to get invested in this book because it was so like so exactly what you're saying, Brianna, descriptive of the mundane, but not. I well, like, was shocked about- that y'all felt that way because I procrastinated. So I had to read 200 pages the first time I sat down with this book. So I was like, wow, you just have to chug, chug through because you got to read it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, by the time I hit 200 pages, I was like, okay, stuff's happening. Yeah. So. Because I guess I didn't stop. It was nice. All right. So tears too. Nice mystery. Mm. Mysterious was this. <laughs> I think the mystery part came from the Sea of Flames, but I mm-hmm. don't think it's mysterious in the way that a thriller or mystery themed book would be. So I think maybe like one. I, I could also I don't know. say one because there is that period of time where she's in the attic and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely it's like, like thriller. Oh, is he gonna catch her? Is he not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was on the edge of my seat for way. a bit. And I would say that I was kind of on the edge of my seat. Like, when are these two paths gonna cross? Yeah. 
So I kind of want to give it two. Like I would say two as well. I, I think two is good. I can be good with that. Yeah, because I kept thinking they would, they would, their paths would cross a lot sooner. And it came, in my opinion, it came a lot later than I thought. I don't know. I was just like, and I also thought it was going to be like a romantic kind of thing. And then they were going to continue on romantically. I don't mm-hmm. know. If that yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought they way. were going to find each other in 1974 and be together. That's what I thought. So that's what rip, 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 literally, literally in pieces. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I was OK. So one of the mystery <laughs> things, though, too, was when the house when she got the house back. Um, I was so confused. I was like, no, he's he's still there. Spoiler. He's not. But um, I was convinced that he didn't die. It was literally like a paragraph. And so I was like, Werner's still alive. He had the sea of yes, flames I in his pocket because he had the house. And so I was like, no, because yes. he had this power. And so I was like, OK. And then so where when he, she opened the house. Well, OK, so my that- thinking. It's inside. It talked about it. It's in that like area that they dropped it. He undid the puzzle box and he took it out and put it in the ocean because it's covered with the mollusk and like grime and algae. But did he undo it or did she undo it? He undid it and he put the key because she gave him the key and walked Mm -hmm. away and the key was inside the house. So he went back. He took the stone out and put it in there. And I was like, well, you could have lived if you had it. Well, my thing was like, I thought like, okay, he's either still alive. And then I was like, okay, when he is, when they like said like he passed away, I was like, okay, so he for sure isn't. And then, so I was like, oh, so then they just wasn't the real diamond this whole time. (laughs) Oh, no, y'all. This, Mm -hmm. this is my whole gripe with this book in the Sea of Flames diamond action. Like, if they had let him keep the diamond, like, if he didn't open the box because he didn't know it was in there and he had it and somehow survived this landmine action because of it, then I could see the value in having this diamond. And then they could get reconnected, Mm -hmm. you know, and at least be pals. But instead, he doesn't even have it and dies. How freaking rude. Well, maybe yeah, that's literally. the point. Like, it's this this thing that they've been people have been trying to catch for so long throughout the book that's so valuable and worth so much and supposedly like gives you immortality. It's mm-hmm. like by the end of the book, they're like, "Oop, in the ocean or in whatever little thing." Bye-bye. I knew it was going to end up in the ocean. 100. Like, I had no doubts about that. Yeah, I just feel mm-hmm. like it wasn't worth all of this business about the diamond if the diamond's not even going to save anybody yeah so with that said Mm -hmm. i want to give it a one for cheese because of the freaking diamond (laughs) i also thought it was so cheesy that like werner sorry werner sees her two times and is just obsessed with her yeah it says like he falls in love like his who says his sister said that no volkheimer said he thought that he fell in love oh yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah when he met the sister yeah, mm-hmm. so I was just kind of like, that's yeah, kind of cheesy. One. There's not really a lot of substance in that, but okay. Yeah, I think one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. So predictability. Could you pre- how? So I guess we could scale it like one is very predictable because, like, I would assume that's like not a good thing, right? Like, I would assume five is predictable. Yeah, like five that's is, what five I would is predictable. Yeah. One is not predictable at all. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a historical fiction, so at some point it's going to be predictable. Like, you know what happens in 1945. Like, (laughs) it's not a surprise that the war is over. But I did think that the fiction elements were unpredictable. Like, I did not expect that landmine. Mm 
Me either. I, I was shocked. Expect the landmine. I thought Papa was going to come back, y'all. I was waiting for I her knew Papa was coming back. Because she did a good thing. I thought it was going to be karma that she returned it. And so she gets her loved one back and the curse is done. Like, no, when no, I texted y'all. Papa was, when Papa's in her head, I knew. Yeah. Oh, he's oh, no, when I texted yeah. y'all the page number, I was like 196 to 197 or whatever with the broken heart. I Wait. knew. That's like when he left. And I was like. Yeah, oh, when I read that yeah. too, I knew as well. I was like. This man is never coming back. And honestly, when he was sending letters to her, I kind of thought, are these fake? <laughs> I thought so, too. I, was I like, thought this man's already dead 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I give it a three for predictability because there were just parts of it where I was like, just waiting for it to happen. I was like, well, this is going to happen. So when is it going to happen? Totally. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I agree. agree with three. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I disagree, but I'll, I'll fly. I'll fly with it. Well, how do you what feel? Do you think I think is, a two Kate? also would work. I but. think a one, but I'm just dumb. So, <laughs> dang. I was going to say three or four. I was going to say Doug, two. You have the ability, and I don't. <laughs> I just go on vibes. So I'm like the shocked at every page. <laughs> it, okay. Fine, but everybody, for the record, I don't agree. <laughs> okay. It's the median score. This is on the graphic, Jess. <laughs> What? <laughs> just put it in parentheses at the bottom of the graphic, by the way. Not yeah, supported not by Keely. Agree. <laughs> A little asterisk. Okay. Cool. All right. So should we so, get into some questions? Yes. yes. Yeah. All right, Jess, you want to start us off? Only if Keely tells me to. Jess, start right. us off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... My first question is, why do you think the author chose to switch between these two main POVs, meaning Marie Lore and Werner? And uh, why did they choose to tell this story from a child's perspective? Ooh, um, does anybody want to go first? Keely? <laughs> yes. I'll answer the second question first because I feel like that one is a little easier for me to to say. This is why. Okay. So I think they told it from the perspective of a child because... I think it was like a very jarring concept for like a child to have been involved in these very inhumane, scary, like can't put into words scenarios. And so I thought it was really interesting that they told it from two children. I mean, they're like, what, two years apart, but they're still very young. I thought they were the same age. I couldn't remember. They're slight. I think he's slightly older by like just a year or something because She was 16 in 1944, and I think he was, like, 17, because he was... He had just turned 18. Just turned 18, yeah. yeah. So they were close in age, because she was 16 at the end of the book, because it had the list of ages and names. So in 1944, she was 16. Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah, so I think, like, it was just a really jarring concept to be told this story through the lens of a, like, a kid during World War II because they were both involved in it, especially him having been recruited for the Hitler youth or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Um, and I think, I don't know, to me, why they chose to put these two point of views as the main point of views in the book. Um, one person being like the oppressed and one being the oppressor. I mean, he wasn't like a very Ooh. strong oppressor, obviously. Like he saves her at the end of the book but he's on the oppressor's side like he's a 
part of the German army. He's doing life with Nazis and the Reich and all of this stuff. And then for her to be on the opposite side of that, not necessarily as a Jew, but somebody who is being having to live through like her, her hometown being completely like ruined. And then she moves and then all of that goes to crap as well. <laughs> like, so I think the oppressed and the oppressor is a really interesting back and forth. Totally. Um, I think it was to just show the difference um, for the switch between the two POVs. Um, I kind of thought of it more as like an omniscient point of view. So I just thought of it more as like they're changing the setting rather than changing like the person um, in my brain. And that kind of helped me like process and compartmentalize too is like, okay, we're setting this in Germany now. And so we're just focused on this. So it's like a show and you're focused on like this person character wise. So I think it's pretty normal to see it done in media, just not as normal in books. Um, but I thought it was really interesting to see what was happening at the exact same time in two different countries, one that is the oppressor country and one is the oppressed country. So I thought it was interesting to have that like point of view flip every single like mm -hmm. two pages because you got to um, understand it a little bit. And then from a child's perspective, I just I didn't think much of it. I just was like, oh, he just picked this age. My thing was that maybe he did it so that like the reader would have more internal conflict. Like he's a child, but he's also he's also a Nazi. And so mm -hmm. like just that conflict as the reader being like, obviously, we don't like that for him. <laughs> we don't yeah. mm -hmm. like support that. But you also like have compassion for him because mm -hmm. he is a child. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I felt like the the use of them, or I guess them being children was hard for me because it almost made the story, um, oh shoot, I lost what I was going to say. Okay. Oh, it, it amplified the helplessness of it because they're children. Yeah. You know, and so it's hard because, you know, sure, Werner wanted to get out of his current situation but he didn't know necessarily what he was going to and what he was going to have to do there. He was just like, I know I don't want to be in the mines. And that was the only option for him was be in the mines or mm -hmm. go be a part of the Hitler youth, you know. And so mm -hmm. I know based on knowing a bit about history <laughs> that even adults later on didn't have a choice to join uh, able-bodied adults but I think there's more free will for adults than there is for children and like Marie Lore being stuck inside the house so many days because mm -hmm. the adults in her life weren't letting her go out I was just like okay we can't go anywhere or do anything with this because they're both children and they're both stuck which I'm mm -hmm. sure was intentional but <laughs> I mm -hmm. didn't like it <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, but back to Werner, I did write down a quote from page 277 that I found helpful for me to kind of understand why Werner, like what his motivation was, I guess. And so it said, Werner laces his boots and sings the songs and marches the marches, acting less out of duty than out of a time-worn desire to be dutiful. So he didn't really feel a duty to be a part of that honor for, or sorry, 
army for his country. He didn't feel like that was an honorable thing. He just like wanted to be dutiful. And so then it was like, okay, well, what does my country say is dutiful? Mm-hmm. Also, how do you say the sister's name? Yuda. Yuda is my queen. Being a child and knowing that that business is wrong, like pop mm-hmm. off sister. Yeah. And it mentions that in the book. He's like, how was she so basically wise beyond her years? And I was like, to be that strong. Also, I was definitely pronouncing it Jetta. 100%. Oh, I was 100%. completely shocked when I heard how it was pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Anyway, that's really the only things I, I wanted to point out. Brianna? Okay, first question. Who is your favorite character and why? Jess, you can start us off. You kind of mentioned. <laughs> oh, well, Jess was trying to think, but... Oh, I thought I you were going to say Yuda. Well, yes, Yuda is my queen, but I also think Madame Manek. Yes. Manek. Sorry. Really? <laughs> were you waiting for me? Yeah. That's, at least That's what I was waiting for. That, yeah, I was like, if you're waiting for that, I was not going to correct if you didn't. No. Yeah, that's how they pronounced it. Um, I'm gonna completely throw the audiobook under the bus if we are saying these wrong. <laughs> okay, so Anthony Dor, if you're listening to this, we're sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. And we're if sorry if that's not how you say your last name too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I kind of think as much as uh, Yuda is my queen. I think my favorite character in the book is Madame Manning. Definitely. Oh, because she's such a good protector of Marie Lore and she empowers her to make a difference and she empowers Etienne in her death to make a difference. And I love that. Mm, period. Keely, who's your favorite? Oh, I agree with Jess. I think she was probably my favorite supporting character. <laughs> um, out of the two main ones, I think Marie was my favorite. Marie Laura was my favorite. I just think she had to overcome so much to, in that story, especially being, you know, blind and being without her father. So I thought she was just a really inspirational character. And and the same goes with Madame Manette. I just thought she was like a fearless boss. So yeah, that was mine. Um, I think mine was, I can never say his name right, Etienne. I think... He was my favorite just because I liked his character growth. And one of my questions later on is about him, I think, if I use it. But um, I liked when he he had a lot of complexities. And um, I think his fear stemmed from love. And then love also helped him overcome his fear, which I thought was just a really interesting like transition and how that worked. Okay. Mine was <laughs> hot take. Volkheimer. The no, honestly, I fully support you because he was such a softy on the inside. Yeah. Like and a gentle it was giant. Really beautiful. And he yeah. what? Um, Did we read the same book? A gentle like, yeah, giant? He, he was such a I softy mean, he, to Werner. I kind of feel to like Werner, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like his motivation was similar to Werner's. Like he yes, was doing it I agree. because mm-hmm. he was put there out of duty, not because he wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally I agree. Agreed. Um, which leads me into my next question. Why do you think Volkheimer took such a liking to Werner? Like, they didn't really share any common interest, and they didn't really talk to each other. Like, Volkheimer's always just sitting in a chair or, like, sleeping or listening to music while Werner was, you know, being a genius. Like, so do you think he just, like, saw Werner as someone 
like he was obligated to protect or like a little brother or just like a good friend or was he getting like kindred spirit vibes? What are y'all yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like you just said, like, I think they both were like there out of obligation duty and they didn't have any kind of passion for what they were doing. Good, obviously. Um, but I think they were both just like forced into something. And so I think that's why he liked him and they bonded so much. Yeah. I also think that, and this could totally be a fabrication, but I think that Volkheimer in completely different ways from Werner was pretty creative, like his passion for music and the way he liked to like close his eyes and really like soak up the music. And so mm-hmm. I think he kind of connected with Werner in that way, even though he never would have communicated that or shown that with Werner, but Werner was wildly creative with the radios and Mm-hmm. a more technical creativity but still for his time he was able to figure those things out all on his own and so I think they both just were operating completely out of a desire to do well in the space that they're in not necessarily wanting to be in the space that they're in mm-hmm. and on top of that I think they were just creative people so they found kind of comfort in knowing that the other was there yeah um I thought They were kind of two sides of the same coin. I thought they're extremely different, but I thought they were also the extremes, which puts you as an outlier. um, And that makes you different. And Volkheimer talked about how people just ask him how tall he is, like not really wanting to know him. And um, Werner is very small. And so they both have some of those stereotypes just given based on physical demeanor um, and not really fitting into the crowd based on that. Um, and then I think just when an older person sees someone that's going to kind of go through something that's younger, sometimes they're taken under that wing. Mm -hmm. So I thought they were kind of two sides of the same coin. Like one's really physical, but one's really smart. And so together they make one cohesive thing, but whether that's a good cohesiveness or bad, um, I kind of thought of it like that. That's so insightful, Allie. Yeah. I also really think what you're saying about their the juxtaposition of their size is important mm-hmm. too. Like I wonder mm-hmm. if Volkheimer just had that in his heart to protect Werner. Sorry, Werner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I wonder if that was kind of a, like a subconscious motivation for him. It was like yeah. neither he could tell neither of us really wants to be here. And this little mm-hmm. guy is so little. I need to help protect him. Yeah. Yeah. And then last thing, this is not necessarily a question, but it is like the ending. <laughs> yes. I just have one question. Why? Like Keely, you're like, oh, I love the ending. And I was like, no, literally. As soon as Werner hit the landmine, I was just like, why? Yeah. Yeah. And, and no, like I went into like with the Russians and like all of the the girls. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah. I was just literally, I was just like, why? I get like the very very ending you kind of talked about that like that was nice but I would have been much more satisfied had the story just ended with Marie Lore like making it to safety okay I kind of liked though that I mean yes I kind of liked that we got to find out okay when they hop to like 1974 I was Mm -hmm. okay with that because I liked finding out that her and Etienne did get to travel a little bit because mm-hmm. you know that was one of the things he said when he was like a prisoner was that if he ever got out he would 
actually take her places. And I thought that was really sweet. I liked finding out that she was okay and that she got to live a long life. But I didn't really need to get to 2014 at all. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I thought it was sweet that her grandson's hanging out with grandma, but... I was wondering if she figured out how to use an iPhone. I know she's blind, but there are like voice help. <laughs> yeah, that's a things. good question. So I was like thinking of my grandma. I was like, what? She Sorry, did they go to 2004 or 2014? I think 14. it was 2014. No, it was 2014. So it was 40 years later. Mm-hmm. So it jumped so like crazy. 30 years and then 40 years. Yeah. So really beautiful that she got to go on and live such a long, beautiful life. But I didn't really need as much detail as I got about it. Yeah, I did not love that ending. Um, I think that's why it kind of dropped it down from like four and a half. A hundred percent for me. The four. Because I I know I've appreciated it more that I've sat on it. Um, So I will say that because it did make me think. Um, I just don't like to do that when I'm in my spare time. So I (laughs) did not love that. And I didn't love that he died. I just was like, wait. It was literally half a paragraph at the mm-hmm. end of this chapter. And I just, I was like, what? Was it the American? Like, who was it? Was he warning someone? And then I couldn't figure out who stepped on it. And then I was like, no, I read that wrong. I read that wrong. I probably read it 10 times being like, no, I read that wrong. Mm. See, oh, okay. See, what mm-hmm. they could have done Burner. instead. Anthony, take notes. What you could have done instead was have him have the diamond. writer. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. You're so right. But he could have the diamond, not get fully blown up, maybe get a prosthetic or two. Then he reconnects with Marie Lore, and then together they can throw it into the sea. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. think that's Boom. so predictable. Four stars. <laughs> I do think, I do think, though, if he would have kept it, that he would have... Um, caused yuda and mario Lore to possibly die because all the mm. bad things happened to yeah like if you kept it the people that you love and he thought he was in love because you know he is like brain capacity same around a middle school high schooler because he got pulled too early like i mean emotionally wise obviously he's really smart but i think he would have classified it as love which means she would have bit the bullet or yuda would have bit the bullet but yeah, yeah, I just yeah, that's mm. a good point. I just feel like you spend f- freaking five hundred pages. Mm-hmm. Half of those are dedicated to getting to know Werner, and then they give him mm-hmm. one sentence to say he died. Mm-hmm. Preach. It's a sudden, sudden. So, death. so I will say I did appreciate the ending where like Volkheimer went and like found this, like he got this stuff from the military, and he took it to the sister. I did appreciate that, but I would have rather had like a short summary in an epilogue versus it be more totally my personal opinion there. Okay. So one of my questions was about the ending of the book. So I'm glad we just covered it because yellow (laughs) it's done. Um, The time jumps were a big driving pot of the storyline. Did you guys enjoy it? Why or why not? I feel like I know two people's answers. Hold Uh, on. Can we pause? Because Allie just said driving pot. Like, are you in Boston right now? Driving part. Oh, sorry. It's my Denver. I'm moving closer up north, so it's coming out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm not legal in Denver. It was so cute. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm the one who lives in Denver, not Boston, if you couldn't tell. Sorry. All of our Denver listeners are going to be like, we don't even talk like that. <laughs> I say y'all and, and pot. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I, I mentioned mine. Like, I think I would have enjoyed the story a little bit more if it had just been in chronological order. That's just me. Yeah, agreed. I think, I mean, I love this book, y'all, but I think because it is so dense, like having that be very straightforward would have been a lot easier. And I didn't have mm-hmm. to like, uh, like think about what I'm reading as well as okay, where t- what place in time are we at right now? Okay, we're we're back to two years earlier. Okay, now we're two years ahead. Also, this text is very descriptive. So yeah, I think that made like keeping up with the character so much harder. Like for a long time, I was like, who is Volkheimer? Who is von Rumpel? I don't even remember the doctor's mm-hmm. name. Like I can't even tell you now. <laughs> Hauptmann with an H. It was Hauptmann. So oh Hop. Oh, I was thinking of the other one. Yeah. So that right. was, I think the time jumps didn't help with that. I yeah. totally agree about the time jumps not helping with that. Again, I think I if we could it, just, but... yeah, if we could have just mm-hmm. stuck to one POV, I would be okay with the time jumps. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it was definitely hard when it's like we're jumping forward in time and all of a sudden we're getting Fawn Rumpel's POV. And he's yeah. never really even introduced before that. Yes. I mean, I think he, he was in passing. Me. But it shows up. <laughs> yeah. So it, I didn't, the time jumps were fine. I just would have preferred it to be one POV or at max two if we're also adding in the time jumps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very different reaction. Normally I hate time jumps, but I really thought that that is what made this book interesting because it would always leave you on a cliffhanger. Um, and then it would jump. And so it made me want to keep reading until we got back to the previous time. Um, but how I did it is I classified it in my head. Like they always jumped back to the fight um, the same time in 1944 um, in August. And so it helped me because it was either going back in time. And that was all chronological minus the inserts of August 1944. So that's how I thought of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but once I like wrapped my head around that, I was good. But I thought it helped the plot move because there wouldn't have been any suspense or mystery if they didn't yeah. just completely cut it off. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see what you mean by that. Like when um, the, the trip wire was triggered and Von mm-hmm. Rumpel was coming in, but you don't find out until 100 pages later. I was mm-hmm. on the edge of my seat. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, that's so true. I didn't even think about that. Like how how much of time time mm-hmm. passes in between. Yeah, it just made and... me mad. <laughs> <laughs> Brianna is yeah. smacking this book. <laughs> uh, like, like it, I was just like I was on the edge of my seat, but I was like aggravated. I was like huffy, just like mm-hmm. waiting, waiting. Yeah, I feel. I wonder, like, if it was in chronological, like. Werner and Maurice, like if they were chronological, like if it would have made the like meetup not as I don't know significant, or like it would have been more predictable because it was like obviously that the, if in time if they're getting much closer together and it was going chronological. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No offense, Anthony, but if this book was entirely chronological, we would all know way sooner how boring it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what True. I mean? Like, yeah, the suspense was added because he had these time yeah. jumps. Yeah, mm-hmm. not because yeah. the That's story why I said, had like, anything I still actually crazy. It. I still respect yeah. it. I respect his attention to detail. I, I also respect me, the I attention respect to it. detail. I do too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do think it's a beautiful book. It's just not for me. 
Well, if this wasn't your bread and butter, it is going to be a short TV series with Netflix. Did y'all see that? That's my next no, question. Oh. And are yeah, we all going to watch it in live feed on Instagram? Our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I just threw that out there. <laughs> don't think so. Wait, is it a movie or, or a TV show? So it's supposed to be a short mini TV show. I, I've been doing a little bit of research on IMDb because that's always factual. Um, but apparently they've cast people and it's going to be on Netflix and the dad to Mari Lore is going to be played by Mark Ruffalo. What? Oh, it is. Yeah. I can see that. I love Mark Ruffalo. I have no idea who the other people are, but you can definitely type in all the light we cannot see on IMDb and you can get a cast list of the people playing it. Werner does not have cotton white hair. So, and he doesn't look as weird as I thought he'd look. So, I'm wondering how they're going to make that happen. Well, first, there is this thing called bleach. Ah, uh, <laughs> narts. Oh, yeah. Hugh Laurie is Etienne. Who? Hugh Laurie from um, A House. And I didn't watch that. I watched Grace. Y'all, y'all would recognize him. <laughs> Do you guys think that IMDb is, are going to, like, start sponsoring us now? Yeah. This is a break from our sponsor. <laughs> this Netflix, IMDb, if you're listening, we're open. Also, everyone, my book is from Book of the Month. It's great service. Um, please sponsor us. Name drop. <laughs> okay, so now that we've gotten over us being so thirsty, Keely, do you want to go over your questions? Yeah, I'll be quick. Everybody, flip to page 344 if you have your book in front of you. Okay. 44? Oh, my. Three. I don't have it up. Oh, 344. 344. It's an ASMR, like a big, big question, but I noticed this and I was like, hmm, is this irony? Hold on, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm on 344. Okay. Uh, it's the third full paragraph. A voice materializes out of the d- distortion in his headphones, then fades and he goes ferreting after, after it. There, thinks Werner when he finds it again, there. A feeling like shutting your eyes and feeling your way down a mile-long thread until your fingertips find the tiny lump of a knot. <gasps> I totally miss this. That is I, how she well, got thought, around her Paris apartment. Yeah, I was like, is that like intentional parallelism? parallelism? I think so. Or is it just like more descriptive language? <laughs> hmm Because, like, in their apartment, like, with Marie and her dad, like, they have, like, rope or whatever it is so that she can feel her way from one room to the next. Mm -hmm. And that's talked about. I had forgotten about that. It's talked about um, around 361 and 362 when Von Rumpel goes to their house in Paris. He finds that. Yeah. So it's talked about literally just, like, 20 pages later. So if nobody caught it, then... (laughs) I Good reading, Keels. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. Um, okay, then my big cr- bigger question is, do you think the perspective would have changed if Marie-Laure was not a blind character? How did this play into your perception of the story? Well, she for sure would have been running screaming from Werner. When he found her? Was Werner ugly? No, but he's wearing a Nazi uniform. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, I don't, I think it would have changed completely because her senses were so sharp and attuned because Mm -hmm. she was missing this one. And that was a huge thing on how she was figuring stuff out. 
And so I don't know if she would have had the capability to kind of persevere in the attic and figure out what's going on and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciated her being blind. Obviously, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of content in the world about blind people and their existence. I feel like there's more media or TV shows about people who are deaf. Like, what was that show? Um, Switched at Birth on ABC Family back in the day. Yeah. And so you kind of get an insight into what it's like more frequently for people who are deaf or hard of hearing versus Mm -hmm. people who are blind. So I really appreciated that. I thought it added a really good layer to the story. Mm-hmm. Again, I think if she wasn't blind, I think the story would have been a little more boring. I also yeah, I think, think it's interesting that people are blind in World War II and no one really talks about the struggles that disabled people had during these times. So it's a different perspective than we're than we're taught like in school. Yeah. Totally. I think that it would have been a completely different story because like they wouldn't have need the little tiny houses. So where would the stone have been? Mm-hmm. Where would it totally. have been hidden? Would they have still had the trip wires? Like, you know, there's yeah. just like a lot of questions. I also think the bond she had with the adults around her maybe wouldn't have mm. been as strong because she was like 16. Um, mm-hmm. But she had such reliance on the people around her. And her bond with her dad was so special because he was her primary caretaker, but he was going above and beyond what he would have had to do if she was a seeing person. Mm -hmm. And he was doing that happily. Like he really loved her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all of our questions for each other. Yeah. So we want to move into looking at, um, other people's Goodreads reviews. Um, yeah. We all picked out one Love that it. we want to highlight. Maybe funny, maybe not, maybe spot on. We're just going to go through and read what our favorite ones were. So um, whoever wants to start. I can go no. first because um, awesome. mine's really short. So Jeff on Goodreads. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm already <laughs> his entire review was all the hype i cannot see with a little face that's forlorn so and it was how many stars did jeff rate that was that was three stars i tried to find a review that was for the amount of stars i wanted to give the book Mm -hmm. um I don't know if I'll do that every time, but this time I started off with where the stars I gave it and I read reviews from there. So Jeff gave it three stars and said all the hype I cannot see. That's funny. I like it. Thank you. Apparently (laughs) Jeff did not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can go next. I have two and I'm just (laughs) going to kind of read both. These are both. Okay, never mind. So this first one's from Michael. It's a one star. Honestly, WTF. I mean, we all know the blind person trope, daredevil, etc., and the lovable Nazi trope, and the mystical object searched for by evil Nazis trope, Indiana Jones. <laughs> so why throw all of these together? The book was readable, but no more so than a Pulp Fiction thriller. Honestly, I don't see this as being Pulitzer quality. The characters were okay, the narration interesting, but a masterpiece? The best U.S. fiction in 2015? Perhaps not. 
<laughs> and he goes oh. on to say more, but I just kind of felt what he was saying there. Um, and then this one, this one, I felt like I wrote this. Like, this is from Jamie, another one star. She said, to quote, yeah, bro, I know it won a Pulitzer Prize. I know it won the Goodreads Choice <laughs> Award. I know it has a 4.33 Goodreads rating. I don't care. This book is garbage. <laughs> Maybe it's just because World War II stories aren't my thing, but it has literally every single trope it incorporates and is tired. And I didn't care to see it again. The, quote, good Nazi, the naive but sweet young French girl with no personality because she's a metaphor. <laughs> the missing family <laughs> oh, member. What? <laughs> the missing family member and Nazis hunting for treasure. I hated it. Can we get something new? And TBH, I found this so boring. I didn't care about the characters. I didn't think the tension was there. And I didn't find anything about this interesting or enlightening or challenging. I didn't like how each chapter was a page, which I did like that. Annoying and didn't lend itself to interesting to development or depth. I kept waiting for it to get good, but at 83%, I decided it wasn't going to and just skipped to the end to read the final pages. Sorry to everyone who thinks this is art, but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> oh I my gosh <laughs> Anthony Dora I hope you closed your ears because that hurts <laughs> Jesus garbage I know okay. I didn't think it was garbage but I just thought a lot Those of what so funny I was kind of that was rough. also I love when they're like can we get something new it's like sorry this is based on a historical event <laughs> the yeah. Nazis did for treasure oh, no. so that is a big part of the World War II <laughs> so I just think that's kind of funny um, I picked a one-star review specifically because on TikTok there's an, the Fowlerville Library account, and Zoe and Storm do a one-star review. Guess who? And I am obsessed with it. So this is a one-star review just because I love them. And it's thank God it's over. I thought it would never end. I read it on the recommendation of a friend who said she couldn't put it down. She neglected to explain that she couldn't put it down because it never ended. And since it never captured my interest, never ending is not a good thing. And that is Susan's review with a one star on Goodreads. I thought that was hilarious. Wow. Um, Thanks, because Susan. it's like a review that they would have picked for their TikTok. And you're like, so what true. book is this? I don't know. Oh, we do That's now. So yeah. funny. Okay, love it. Keely. I'm going to end it on a high note. Because that's so good Anthony needs that Jeez, Anthony's taking hits left and right so Anthony <laughs> appreciate these words everybody <laughs> like as you're listening to this episode maybe like DM it to Anthony or don't <laughs> poor guy <laughs> DM okay. it to him and say sorry in advance actually you're right don't do that <laughs> uh, I'm not going to read the full but I'll, I'll read part of hers this is Jenna on Goodreads five stars it's been a while since I found a book that I wanted to read slowly that I could soak in every detail in hopes that the last page seems to never come. When reading the synopsis of the novel, I never imagined that I would feel so connected to a book where one of the main characters is blind and the other a brilliant young German orphan who was chosen to attend a brutal military academy under Hitler's power. This novel was so much more than the above. The idiosyncrasies of each er individual character are so well-defined and expressed in such ways that come across the page almost lyrically. I was invited into the pages and could not only imagine the atmosphere, but all of my senses were collectively enticed from the first page until the last. 
I was so amazed with the way the author was able to heighten all my senses in a way that I felt I knew what it was like to be blind. In most well-written books, you get a sense of what the characters look like and follow them throughout the book, almost as if you're on a voyage. But with this novel, I could imagine what it was like to be in Marie Laura's shoes. The descriptives were so beautifully intricate that I could imagine the atmosphere through t- through touch and sound. It was amazing, really. She goes on, but I won't continue. I support that. I could literally see myself in, in her shoes in terms of her very large shoes that she had to wear 5,000 pairs yeah. of boxes. Yeah, I it was very detailed. That. Yeah, again, I respect the attention to detail. It's just not for me. Yeah, I also, yeah. I think he's an amazing writer. I do think that that amazing. is something that I've taken away. I um don't know how to spell, and I'm not the grammar police, so I can't tell when things are not great. Um, But I did notice that this was great. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about what we're independently reading, if anything at all, because in my case, it's squat. <laughs> <laughs> so take it away, gals. <laughs> Um, so the first book I read in the new year 2023 was Una Out of Order. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on, I should have looked up her name, but it's about this girl, and whenever she turns 19, she starts living her life out of order. And so, like, she wakes up, or she doesn't even wake up, like, at 12 a.m., midnight, on her birthday's on New Year's Day. So at the very, you know, first part of the day, she switches to a different year. Um, and so it kind of goes through that. And, you know, there's tension, there's romance, there's the craziness of the fact that she's like 19 on the inside and then like 51 on the outside and kind of having to like cope with that and just like learning new things. It was a really good book. I really enjoyed it. I gave it five stars. Um, it's by Margarita Montemore. I enjoyed it. I the was best. curious. I was very curious, like, what's going to happen next kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. And then right now I'm reading um, The Love Hypothesis, which has been pretty hey. popular on, like, book talk and stuff, which I'm new to. But it's by um, Allie Hazelwood. And I'm really liking it so far. I'm like 40% of the way done. And last night I didn't want to go to bed because I didn't want to stop reading it. So Ooh, it's but, really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's about this grad student and I'm trying to like say what I know without giving it away, but basically it's about this grad student and she goes into like the story starts with her, like kissing a professor, not one of hers, but a professor. And it kind of like talks about, their situation and kind of like why she did it and basically like she did it because she wants one of she wants her best friend to date this guy that she used to date that she didn't really like and but like her friend doesn't want to break girl code so she like pretends to date the professor oh weird so but again he's not her professor like at all but it just talks about that and it's about like there's like some stim going on and yeah i'm just really enjoying it i'm probably gonna finish today honestly because i just want to finish because mm-hmm. it's really good. It's a good like palate cleanser after reading this like very heavy book too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, right now it's on track to be five stars, but we'll see. I loved that oh. book. I definitely thought it was great, but she um she has a couple other that are very similar, like women in STEM books too. So if you like it, there's more by her. So this has like the fake dating type of trope. Yes, we love a good trope. <laughs> <laughs> all right Allie Jess I can go next um, 
Okay. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it away. So I just finished reading The Ducks Are Not Quite in a Row. I finished right before the end of the new year. And in my head, I was going to count it. That's what I'm going to count to. Okay. So right before the end of the new year, but I think it's really worth mentioning, even though the, technically I probably shouldn't count it. It was called The Unfortunate Importance of Beauty. You guys, this book was so crazy that I wrote a Goodreads review. I just don't typically write a review, but I did. So hopefully I'll end up on someone's podcast someday. But Mm -hmm. like straight up, this book was wild. It was about, it's hard to explain what it's about. And it's worth noting that I have officially told the entire plot to two people just because I was so obsessed with this book and I had to talk about it. And these people probably never would have read it. Um, so I gave it five stars. It's kind of the um, juxtaposition. I'm really not sure if I'm using my word correctly. Between two women, one is very traditionally beautiful and one is traditionally and societally pretty ugly. And it kind of goes through their journeys and the burdens that they carry with it. It sounds not nearly as good as it's going to be. I even read the synopsis before I bought it and I was like, meh, I don't know if I really want to read that. But y'all, I never could have guessed what was going to happen next. I was always on the edge of my seat. I read it so quick. So good. The other book I read was recently was Love. Oh, sorry. The Unfortunate Importance of Beauty is by Amanda Filippacci. And I just read Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren. I was bored Mm -hmm. the whole time. Uh, I I love Christina Did you finish it? I finished it. I gave it two stars. I think that might be my first ever two stars. Welcome. I was so bored <laughs> the whole time. Like, I don't know. I just felt like Try the unhoneymooners. Try the unhoneymooners. That's a pretty good one from her. We'll <laughs> see. I just don't really want to read another one from her presently. So we'll That's maybe okay. we'll circle back. But yes, yeah, so I read that. Two stars. Wouldn't recommend if you're not into cheesy stories where the plot doesn't really go anywhere um and then i'm currently reading a book called find your brave courage to stand strong when the waves crash in that's a christian book it's about standing strong in your faith primarily geared towards women by holly wagner um it's good so far Nonfiction is not really my thing but i'm reading it i'm two chapters in i'm having a positive experience so stay tuned Nice. Yeah, that's all I'm reading. Nice. Well, I have read four books so far this year. um, (laughs) And they are all by Emily C. Childs. So Hmm. she is someone I found on TikTok with one of those posts where it like gives you a clip of a book. And so I started with the book, Our Secret Song. And it's um, a sweet brother's best friend rock star, star romance book. I love cheese. I love like all of that stuff. And so this is really sweet. It has no spice. Um, And this is a series with four books and each book follows a different member of the band or someone who's affiliated with the band. So it's really nice because the characters stay the same, but it doesn't leave you on a cliffhanger. And I really enjoyed that book. And then I read the other two. I'm currently reading the fourth one in the series, but I took a break and I started reading the Vegas King series by Emily C. Childs as well. And I read The Change Up because that is the first book. Our secret song um, is about a girl named Alexis and a guy named Bridger. And Alexis 
that's her brother is the main character in the change up. So it mm. still follows like that same friend group, but now it's kind of focused more on the baseball side. Cause I do also love a sports romance. And then I am reading the cheat sheet by uh, Sarah Adams, which is a sports romance and fake dating trope. So love it. Love it that's, all. Yeah. I finished a book, but it was before this year. Count it. <laughs> so it was like, right it, before. yeah, that's it was, it was a sequel to it. It start. It is a sequel to It Ends with Us. It starts with us by Colleen Hoover. So if we got any Colleen Hoover fans out there, listen up. It ends with us was better. <laughs> let's just let's just say that. I think that it it ends with us was really good. We read it for book club, um, and then I read it. It starts with us because I was interested in like the relationship after. And the only reason she wrote the book is because the fans really wanted it, which is fine. Like, that's totally fine. But um, we, I, I just, I enjoyed it. I obviously finished it. So that's saying something. Um, but I feel like it was just kind of like an oblig, like a book written out of obligation. And it, like, that's about it. I think I still gave it four stars, though. I don't know. I think I just really like the characters of that book, but would recommend it ends with us and it starts with us if you really liked it ends with us but i finished that in like early december well i think that's uh all the things that's all she wrote for now Mm -hmm. a couple of uh, announcements slash things to be looking forward to for the future february 1 on our instagram account we're going to announce our february book so that's at prose over bros underscore. So that's P-R-O-S-E over bros underscore. And, and this is my pick, Brianna's pick, and I'm so excited. Yeah, Woo-hoo! Brianna's I'm pick. Pumped. In case we didn't say, all the light we cannot see was Keely's pick. So if that showed that's any bias, optimal. I do think we said that. Yeah. yeah. So we'll just be like rotating every month who's picking the book. And mm-hmm. so you'll yeah. get a different idea of like what each of our taste is and y'all listeners i'm talking to you guys will also um get a good variety because we all like different stuff i know like ali and i are similar and sometimes me and jess are pretty similar but overall it'll be a range of different things so read the books yep. listen to the audiobooks audiobooks whatever floats your boat listen to the pod totally follow totally. us on instagram so- Follow us on Instagram. Stay tuned for our other socials that should be out before this episode goes live. But episodes are going to go live on the Friday, last Friday of every month. So that's for February. It's going to be February 24. So you'll have all month to read the book. And hopefully we can chat with you guys on Instagram and social soon. Woo! Yay! Cheers, Cheers, guys. Another book, y'all. Cheers. Bye, y'all. Cheers. (laughs) Bye.